Real Talk Broadcast Network podcast. You can find us at www.realtalkbroadcastnetwork.org. You can also find us on iTunes Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Music Podcast. We are a podcast from the city of Long Beach. Our sponsors include Love Unity Church in Long Beach under Pastor Johnson, Life in the Spirit Worship Center under Pastor Breedham. Our other sponsors also include Marcus Brown Professional Detail Service, LLC. Give Mr. Brown a call. Your car will thank you. His number, 714-326-9327. Thank you. And now your host. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. This is your host, Pastor Johnetta Davis. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, on today for the breath of life, O God, a new day full of new mercies, O God. Lord God, we pray over the sick on today for their divine healing, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray as your word go forth on today, O God, that we will not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Lord God, we lift you up, we praise you, and we magnify magnify your holy name. Amen. I am glad for those who were able to stop by and join us on today, the Real Talk Broadcast Network. Today, I would be reading from Hebrews chapter 5, as well as chapter 6. And I'm going to begin today in chapter 5. And the word of God says, and I'm going to start about verse 11. And it says, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principle of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who are by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And I would like to continue on to Hebrews chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and the laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. I'm going to continue on. I want to share with you a reading 
that I've been going over all week. So I'm going to go over a brief summary with you starting at chapter six and we'll definitely go back to chapter five. In this chapter, the apostle proceeds to persuade the Hebrews to make a better proficiency in religion than they had done as the best way to prevent apostasy of falling away. The dreadful nature and consequences of which sin he sets forth in a serious manner, which is dealing with verses one through eight. And then he expresses his good hopes concerning them, that they will persevere in faith and holiness to which he exhorts them and sets before them the great encouragement they had from God, both with respect of their duty and happiness. We have here the apostles' advice to the Hebrews that they would grow up from a state of childhood to the fullness of the stature of the new man in Christ. I'm going to stop here for a second. Because if you remember over in Hebrews chapter 5 about verse 11, where he says, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing, for when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So what he was telling them was, here it is, we want to further teach you. And also you be at a place where you can teach as well because here in chapter five, when he was talking about beginning at verse one, let me, let me read that at chapter five, verse one, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. We're talking about Jesus Christ here. And by reason hereof, he ought as for the people. So also for himself to offer for sins and no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God as was Aaron. So also Christ glorified, not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. And he said also unto another place, thou art a priest after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong cry and tears unto him that was able to save from death and was heard and that he feared though were a son yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered right there. There was a teaching that the apostle wanted to get over to the people. But what he was saying to them, because you are still on milk 
And look at us today. Some of us, we are still on milk. And because we are on milk, we cannot be fed the sincere meat of God. So when he came over to chapter 6, and he said, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead work and of faith toward God. People of God, hear me good. We have to mature in the gospel. We cannot continue over and over at the baby stages where we go to church, we show up, and the pastor can't be on telling you to stop sinning. There is a word from the Lord that is beyond what you continue to keep pressing to hear every time you show up in the church. I want to continue to read what I've been reading all week. And it says, and I'm going to go back again, and, it, and, and I'm going to pick up where I just left off, where he said, and we have the apostles' advice to the Hebrews that they would grow up from a state of childhood to the fullness of the stature of the new man in Christ. He declares his readiness to assist them all he could in the spiritual progress. And for their greater encouragement, he puts himself with them, which I really admired that. He did not say, let you go on. He said, but let us go on. I admired that and I like that because me as being a parent, there are some things that I can look back over my children when they were young, even right now today where sometimes we can have a tendency to stand back and say, no, that's what you need to do. You need to learn that. But the example that I like that he shared here, he said, let us go on. Sometimes it makes a difference when you let a person know that, yes, this is the direction that I'm giving you and you have to go there. But for someone to say, here, let me go with you. I'm going to put myself in the situation with you, it gives you a sense of trusting what that person is saying and what that person is doing. Amen. So he said, here observe in order to their growth, Christians must leave the principle of the doctrine of Christ. How must they leave? They must not lose them. He's not telling you to forget about that foundation on, on which Jesus Christ built because we can't. He said, but they must not despise them. They must not forget them. They must lay them up in their hearts. And I'll say we must lay them up in our hearts and lay them as a foundation of all the profession and expectation. But we must not rest and stay there. We must not get stuck there in that place. They must not be always laying the foundation, but we must go on and build on that foundation. There must be a superstructure, for the foundation is laid on purpose to support the building. Let me say that again. A foundation is laid on purpose to support the building. The foundation that was laid for us 
is here for us because as we continue to go on until Christ returns, there shall be storms, there will be earthquakes, there will be all manner of things that happen to us in this life. But when we are built on a solid foundation, no matter what comes our way, when we stand on the word of God and we trust in him, we cannot be moved. For the foundations is laid, is laid on purpose here it may be inquired, why did the apostle resolve to set strong meat before the Hebrews when he knew they were but babes? Though some of them were but weak, yet others of them had gained more strength, and they must be provided for suitably. And as those who are grown Christians must be willing to hear the plainest truths preached, for the sake of the weak, so the weak must be willing to hear a more difficult and mysterious truth preach for the sake of those who are strong. He hoped they would be growing in spiritual strength and structure and so be able to digest stronger meat. The apostle mentioned several foundations which must be well laid at first and then built upon Neither his time nor theirs must be spent in laying the foundation over and over again. Okay, what are some of those foundations that he was speaking about that we have to grow from and continue on what Christ have left for us to do? One of them being repentance from dead works. That is conversions and regenerations. Repentance from a spiritually dead state and course. As if he had said, beware of destroying the life of grace in your souls. Your minds were changed by conversion. Let us be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so were your lives. Take care that you return not to sin again. That's what he was saying. It shouldn't be a time where the only thing when we show up to the house of the Lord is the, the leader, the pastor, the speaker have to continually keep telling us to get up out that person's bed. Don't pick that up. Don't touch this. Like a little kid, put that down. My granddaughter, but she's one years old. So it's expected of me to tell her, put that down. Don't touch that. That'll hurt you. You could get burned. But I dare not see her at age 15, 16, 17, a young adult where I'm telling her the same thing that I told her when she was a child. Because guess what? Now the structure of the world that deals with her at age 20 is not going to deal with her at age one. So who does that harm? It harms her. People of God, hear me. We must go on. The second thing I want to share with you, repentance of dead works. If it be right, is repentance from dead works a universal change of heart and life? Repentance from dead works is a foundation principle, which must not be laid again, though we must renew our repentance daily. 
Yes, people of God, sometimes you may not realize you could have been in your car, somebody cut you off, you had a bad thought. Or um, you was in the grocery store, someone cut you in line, and you gave them a side eye. We understand that. But what he was saying here is the same thing. Here it is. You're saying that you're a born-again believer. You're a child of God. But every time you repent, you're repenting, asking God to forgive you for the dead works. Dead work. Repenting over the same things over and over again. Although both of these are foundation principles, which we should be once well laid, but never put up so as to need to lay them over and over again. We must not relapse into infidelity. The doctrine of baptism, that is, of being baptized by a minister of Christ with water, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus, as the initiating sign or seal of the covenant of grace, strongly engaging the person so baptized to get acquainted with the new covenant, adhere to it, and prepare to renew in it at the table of the Lord sincerely to regulate himself according to it, relying upon the truth and fullness and fullness of God for the blessings contained in it. There's nothing wrong with being baptized in water, but we cannot get stuck there. We cannot get stuck in a place of we're only telling people to be baptized in the water. We have to be baptized in the water and the spirit of God, the true and living God. But understand me, the apostle was not telling them to forget about this foundation, but what he was telling the people was you have to grow and mature. Christ came, he died, he did exactly what he came to do. But what we have to do is pick up where he left off. He said, greater works shall ye do. So what we have to do is we have to get wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in the word of God. So we are at a place where we can hear from God. We can no longer make excuses of why we're in the same place day after day, month after month, year after year. Because one thing I know about the true and living God, there is no way you can come in contact with the spirit spirit of God and be left the same. I'm a witness. I'm not telling you just what I see. I'm telling you what I know from my own personal experience, people of God. If you take water right now, right now it's raining outside. It's raining outside because the way God set the system up, the world order as far as nature is concerned, when water comes down and it hit the ground, where there has been a seed planted, hear me good, where there is a seed in the ground, that seed needs water. When the word of God is planted on the inside of us and we daily 
We daily people of God, daily, we water that word on the inside, fasting, praying, being on our face before the Lord. There is no way in the world we cannot be found growing. It's only when the earth will not yield itself to the water that's coming down that the flowers do not grow. The grass do not grow and become greener. God is not going to beat his word over your head and make you receive his word. If you want to grow in Christ, you can grow in God. He was telling them here, but what you have to do, you have to position yourself to be at a place where you can grow. Don't keep doing the same things over and over again. Amen. The resurrection of the dead. That is of dead bodies and their reunion with their souls to be eternal companions together, well or woe, according as their state was toward God when they died and the course of life they led in this world. Eternal judgment, determining the soul of everyone when it leaves the body at death and both soul and body at the last day to their eternal state, everyone to his proper society and employment to which they were entitled and fitted here on earth, the wicked to everlasting punishment, the righteous to life eternal. That's what Christ has for his people. I want to go down much further um, than what I was. Amen. The, the ministers should not only teach people what to do, but go before them and along with them in the way of duty. He shows that the spiritual growth is sure is the surest way to prevent that dreadful sin of apostasy of falling away from their faith. He shows how far persons may go in religion and after all fall away and perish forever. That's what he was trying to let them know. Because what happens is when you don't grow, there is a frustration that will overtake you. Some people don't understand why they come in the house, they kick the dog, they spit on the cat, they knock over the fish tank. When you are inside of something and you are not growing because the intent of the word of God is for us to grow, you are frustrated. And what the apostle Paul was trying to let them know that if you do not live according to the word of God in his fullness, there is a frustration that take place in your spirit, man. So what some people begin to do is where I should be growing. Now I'm subsiding. Next thing you know, now you're not going to church the way you used to. Now you're not sharing the word of God the way you used to because you're frustrated on the inside. You don't realize the frustration that's taking place because God is calling you higher and you're not submitting to his will. It will cause a frustration. But people of God, I want you to be encouraged today by the reading of your word fasting and praying, get in a place where you can hear from God to get direction, get wisdom. He said, in all thy getting, get an understanding. 
You may have ungodly connections. It's time to cut all of that off. Cut it loose. Get in your word and hear what thus said the Lord. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. But what power is working in you? If you do not have the full true word of God working in you, fill with his spirit. What are you operating in? What foundation are you standing on? People of God, it's not his will that we live frustrated lives because we will not submit to his will, which is his word of God. People of God, I encourage you on today again, get in your word, study out the word, set aside time where it's just you and him. Psalms 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Get in that place. He said, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You water brings life, the life source. Get connected and stay connected. I pray that what you have heard thus far have been able to bless you and encourage you. I pray in the name of Jesus, oh God, that we will not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. I pray, oh God, that we will grow up and mature in your word, that we will not be found always on milk and rejecting meat because we can handle it. I believe that we are in the last days and there is a work that must continue to be done. The word of God says, work while it is day, for when night come, no man can work. People of God, don't be found with your work undone. Again, this is your host, Pastor Johnetta Davis. God bless you. That's why.